0: pair of spectacles and nodded with satisfaction. "'You are awake,' he said, removing his spectacles and wiping them with the sleeve of his robe. "'I was beginning to think someone had put a sleeping spell on you.' Marcus arose and went to the table, where a steaming bowl of porridge waited. A clean tunic and trousers lay across the back of a chair. "'Why didn't you wake me to get the wood?' asked Marcus. "'The morning air isn't good for you.' "'Nonsense!' replied Zill, lowering himself into a chair beside the hearth. An old leather satchel lay at his lap. Now sit and eat. Marcus dressed in the clean clothes and sat down. He picked at his breakfast, his stomach too much at knots for food. He preferred instead to watch Zill mend the satchel, which looked as though it could not withstand one more day's wear. When he had finished, Zill held the satchel by the shoulder strap and gave it a good hard shake. Its contents, which included a week's worth of bread and dried goat's meat, as well as a few coins and an iron pot, collided with a dull thud. Marcus winced at the thought of finding crumbs for his supper rather than bread. "'There it is now,' said Zill. Marcus eyed it disdainfully. "'Master, the other boys have new satchels. Couldn't we buy one as well?' "'What for?' Zill replied, handing Marcus the battered satchel. This bag holds as much as a new one. Then he rose with some effort from his chair to begin filling a kettle with vegetables. Marcus hesitated, making any further requests. He did not want to appear greedy, but this day was special. So he spoke before his courage could leave him. Master, what about the other supplies? What supplies? asked Zill, not looking up from the kettle. Well, I'll need a weapon for one thing. Zill tossed the last of the onions into the pot and added some water. "'You've no need of weapons, boy. Haven't I taught you well enough how to fend for yourself?' Marcus thought of the many lessons Zill had taught him. He had learned the ways of the mystic, and also a bit of history, mathematics, and philosophy. Zill disapproved of sword fighting, but had allowed him to practice with the other boys in the village. "'I'm good with a sword,' Marcus reminded him. "'But I'm a terrible magician.' Zil turned toward him. His face held the same pensive expression it always did. "'Why do you doubt your abilities?' he asked. "'You know magic is nothing more than the art of rearranging the elements that lay before you. "'Take the logs, for instance,' he continued. "'What is fire but heat? Heat is found in the rays of sunlight and in all living things.' Zil lifted his hand toward the window, where a stream of light filtered into the cottage. "'We must—' Harvest it from the sunshine, the trees, our own bodies. He lowered his hand, drawing it across Marcus's shoulder. Compress it to a fine point. Direct it toward the logs and... With a quick snap of his wrist, the logs burst into flames. Zill set the kettle over the fire. This soup will be ready for my afternoon meal. I would still prefer a sword, said Marcus. Zill's voice was calm, yet insistent. Use your knowledge to obtain those things you need, and to defend yourself and others from harm. He doused the fire with a mumbled incantation. Then gesturing toward the hearth, he added, Give it a try. Marcus preferred to do his chores without magic, yet he would not refuse his master's request. Turning to the hearth, he focused his attention on the wood and formed an image of brilliant orange flame in his mind. Ignite! He commanded. He held his voice as he waited for the flames to appear, but nothing happened. I can't do it, he said with disgust. Maybe I shouldn't go on the quest. I know I'll fail. Zill studied his apprentice with tender gray eyes. Marcus knew those eyes well. They had seen him every day of his life. Orphaned at birth, Marcus had been in Zill's care for as long as he could remember. He was a good master, kind and generous, yet firm. They made a fine pair, he and Zil. and Marcus imagined no one could have been a better father to him. When the town council had agreed to let Marcus, a mere orphan, join this year's Blioth Camru, or, translated from the ancient tongue, Great Quest, he was determined to finally prove he was destined for more than servitude. Every year, on the first day of spring, all the boys in Quendel who had reached the age of manhood during the previous year Set out on a journey across MNS. Their purpose? To accomplish.